Sorry about the long wait guys, it was Independence Day weekend and I didn't really feel up to making a podcast because, you know, it's just a busy, uh, I was going to people's houses, doing fireworks, things like that, going to parades, celebrating. So to compensate for that, today there's going to be a longer episode. It's an Independence Day special episode, super special, you know, and I don't know if it's going <laughs> to, this episode's probably not going to be an hour long, but... It's going to be longer than my normal 17 to 20 minute episode. So anyway, obviously, uh, when you guys think of Independence Day, you think of when America became a free country. At least I hope you do, because that's when that's what Independence Day literally is. So um, uh, the, the thing we need to remember, though, is the people who are responsible for this, the people who sign their names at the bottom of that Declaration of Independence. The people who risked all of their wealth and their fame, their lives, their families, just so that we can have a free nation. We need to remember them. They are the real real heroes. A quick history of why we celebrate the 4th. So, I'm not 100% sure on the exact dates here but you can correct me if i'm wrong i do know for a fact though that on august 2nd we actually became an independent state and by that i mean congress officially passed and officially signed the bill of the declaration of independence we didn't actually i guess some people would argue we didn't really become a state until after the war but that's arguable you know so we celebrate july 4th because that's when it was brought into Congress. It was suggested uh, the bill of the Declaration of Independence was revised and, uh, how do you say it, revised and looked over on July 2nd and then brought into Congress on July 4th for debate and then on August 2nd it was passed. That's what I believe the timeline was. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure those are the right dates though. I I know the August 2nd one is correct. Uh, the signing, the, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about the Declaration of Independence. And when I say we don't know, I mean you can learn, but there's a lot of people out there in the world who don't know a lot of stuff. For example, I actually asked a bunch of people I know when we actually signed, officially signed, the Declaration of Independence. And the majority of people said July 4, and no, it's August 2nd. So the fact that they don't really teach August 2nd in schools is kind of sad. It's not, it's arguably not like a necessary thing to teach, but it's very good to learn your history, especially when it's such a significant history like America's. Another uh, funny thing I did just recently, just for fun, I asked, uh, uh, I put this on one of my stories. I said, hey, let me know if you guys know what the first capital of the United States was. Over a hundred people saw this, and only a couple people answered and got it right. There were three people who said that the first capital of the United States was actually New York City, or New Amsterdam, and they were right. That is the first capital of the United States of America. The majority of other people who answered said Philadelphia or Boston. I think there's like two people who said Washington, D.C. <laughs> so 
I like how schools are doing a better job with teaching kids that Washington, D.C. was not really a city until later on in America's history, and that our first capital was obviously not Washington, D.C. I did learn that the first capital was New York City in school. I learned that in school. Not everyone does, though. I went to I, yeah, I went to a private school, so not everyone learns that, but I did. I had the privilege of learning that. Something else that not very many people know, surprisingly is actually who all of the signers of the Declaration of Independence were. And just going to warn you, this is a very, very long list. So if you don't feel like uh, listening to this list, like skip ahead a minute into the video or something, because this is a very long list of names I'm about to list to you. It's, uh, it's with every single name that is on the Declaration of Independence. Starting with Delaware, the signers from Delaware were Thomas McKean, George Reed, and Caesar Rodney. The signers from Pennsylvania were George Clymer, Benjamin Franklin, Robert Morris, John Morton, Benjamin Rush, George Ross, James Smith, James Wilson, and George Taylor. The ones from Massachusetts were John Adams, Samuel Adams, John Hancock, Robert Treat Payne, Elbridge Gerry, New Hampshire, Josiah Bartlett, William Whipple, Matthew Thornton, Rhode Island, Stephen Hopkins, William Ellery, the ones from New York were Lewis Morris, Philip Livingston, Francis Lewis, and William Floyd. Georgia, Button Gwinnett, Lyman Hall, George Walton. Virginia, Richard Henry Lee, Francis Lightfoot, sorry, Francis Lightfoot Lee, I think they were uh, related, but I'm not sure, uh, Carter Braxton, Benjamin Harrison, Thomas Jefferson, George Wythe, and Thomas Nelson Jr. The ones from North Carolina, William Hopper, John Penn, Joseph Hughes. From South Carolina, Edward Rutledge, Arthur Middleton, Thomas Link Jr., Thomas Hayward Jr. The ones from New Jersey were Abraham Clark, John Hart, Francis, sorry, Francis Hopkinson, Richard Stockton, John Witherspoon. Connecticut, Samuel Huntington, Robert, sorry, Roger Sherman, William Williams, that's kind of a funny name, William Williams, Oliver Walcott, Maryland, Charles Carroll, Samuel Chase, Thomas Stone, and William Paca. The, we only know the names of the main people. Like, if you go back and you listen and you uh, uh, remember what I just listed to you, I guarantee you, you're going to recognize like four or five, maybe ten of those names. And those names that you're going to recognize are the popular ones, for example, Benjamin Franklin. But I'm pretty sure you don't know of Charles Carroll. Maybe you do. Maybe you're a history person. But the average person is not going to know of Charles Carroll. And the, the left is one of those reasons why we don't know about these names. They have been pushing for such a long time that um, the, they've been pushing the idea, or I should say ideology, that America is so racist that we shouldn't learn our history. So what they've been slowly doing is they've been slowly cutting out those names. It's sad. Because those people, most of them were wealthy people. Yes, a majority of them had slaves, and that is sad. You must realize, though, that they risked their life for a free nation where blacks and whites today can live freely. 
that that is something many of them were wealthy and lost all of their wealth but they did it for a good cause a free nation with freedom of religion and power to the people Speaking of, isn't this what the 4th of July is supposed to be about? We're supposed to be celebrating, if you're not religious, then you're supposed to be celebrating the power to the people, right? But I don't see power to the people. I see the government hiring more and more government employees and thinking that that's what power to the people means. That's not power to the people. That's just people getting rich off of basically controlling someone else's life. When we say power to the people, we mean less regulations. We mean we, as a whole population, should decide what goes on here. <laughs> it's not like, oh, you mean power to the people? Okay, we'll just hire another half a million government employees. That's power to the people. No, it's not. That's not power to the people. That's just fulfilling humanity's greed. I saw a lot of patriotism this year. And I am very grateful. Uh, I haven't, obviously, I haven't really had 4th of July parties last year in 2020 because of COVID. So last ones I remember were 2019. And I'm sure I saw a ton of patriotism there too. I live in a very patriotic uh, state and area. So what I'm trying to get at here is I'm blessed. I live in a very nice area very patriotic, very well off, not very many people here are poor per se. But I have a I've mentioned this multiple times. I have a cousin who lives in a nice area of California and she lives in the nice area. And her school that she goes to is just messed up. I can't I can't tell you guys everything that goes on there, but let's just say imagine a prison where you learn stuff. <laughs> I know kids say that school is prison all the time but her school is like actually prison <laughs> not even joking there are what, so there are people out there in America that live in horrible horrible areas and we need to help them whenever and as soon as we can the best way is to introduce them to something called conservatism they know what it is. They think it's racist. We need to find a way to show them that it's not. That's America. America stands for freedom. We need to free them from their bonds. I was watching a video about um, war games. And I don't mean like war video games. I mean like war games, exercises that the military does. Because I'm interested in the military, just saying. And they actually have preparations for World War III. With China and Russia and North Korea as the bad guys. China invading Taiwan, North Korea invaded South Korea, and Russia invading the Baltic States and Ukraine once again. That is a very interesting setup and I'm just going to say, let's hope it never happens. If it does happen, I guarantee you that unless America is in there, all will be lost. And the reason why? 
is because America is literally the definition of freedom as of right now. We are the most free nation in the world. You can look to Australia, you can look to Germany, Britain, uh, what's another good free nation? South Korea, Japan, all of those nations have more regulations on the press, more regulations on the speech of what you can and cannot say, more regulations on what you can and cannot do. The only difference, the only thing that America's bad at right now is regulations on businesses. That is the only thing America's bad at. Other than that, our, we have some of the lowest taxes in the world, and we're the most economically successful nation in the world. <laughs> liberals, question mark. <laughs> when liberals say we need to raise the taxes, just be like, dude, we have had the lowest taxes forever in the world. And we are the most successful, economically successful nation in the world. Just be quiet. <laughs> Raising taxes will do literally nothing. You can, uh, like I said, you can look to Australia. You know, Australia used to be an extremely conservative nation. They were like us, 1970s. They were super conservative. They were actually a free nation, just like us. And then liberalism hit, and they passed gun laws, and it just went downhill from there. And now it's an extremely liberal nation. And I'm sorry to say, guys, but Australia, the free Australia, is no more. Britain was never really free. They're becoming, actually, believe it or not, Britain is becoming more and more like us instead of less like us. They left the EU. The EU is horrible, by the way. The European Union, they're so bad. They have so many dumb regulations. Britain couldn't even fish in their own waters when they were in the EU. Now they can. Guess it's not EU waters anymore. It's Britain's. This is why world a world union will never work. The EU is a prime example. The uh what is it? Uh United Nations, the UN. It's a good idea. It just isn't gonna work either. So freedom is a, it's a broad term. When I say freedom, I say, I'm, or I'm trying to refer to a nation that has most of its laws are less uh, controlling. It's a less controlling nation overall compared to every other nation on this planet. And freedom works. America, I keep saying America is a prime example, but like every good thing it has a downside to it it's not free we have troops out there in iraq we have troops fighting terrorism in afghanistan we have troops out there in the middle east fighting for our freedom and for those free the nations there's freedom the word free just means the citizens are free but it's not free that's why we have Veterans Day, Memorial Day. Memorial Day to me uh, remember those who were lost in the war. Veterans Day to remember those who are with us today who survived the wars. Freedom is, a, like I said, a broad term. Another downside to it is this. When you try to impose freedom onto a bunch of nations that follow different ideologies, it isn't going to work. For example, the United Nations... The idea of it is to impose freedom on every single nation in it. Which isn't a bad idea, right? But all of those nations don't want freedom. Only a couple of them do. So it only works for a couple of them and fails for another few. And then people get mad at the United Nations. Why? 
because we send troops places where people think we shouldn't send troops. It's a it's an imperfect balance that will never actually work with the United Nations. Same as the European Union, the NATO. NATO is not a bad idea either. It's not really trying to impose freedom. It's basically a trade agreement. So I'm okay with NATO. It's a trade agreement saying, hey, let's do this, you do that, and perfect, we're good. You break that, then this is over. And yes, it does have military agreements too, okay. But it's not saying, like, you follow my ideology or else. No, it's not doing anything like that. It's, like I said, really just a trade agreement. And if someone disagrees with it, then fine, NATO's over. I actually don't know 100% what will happen. I just know NATO won't exist really anymore. Joe Biden ran for president multiple times. He dropped out the first time because of plagiarism. And this time he won. Well, no, I'm sorry. He didn't win. He got elected in by a bunch of random votes that we just kept randomly flying under desks and trash cans, you know? Just kidding, guys. They cheated. <laughs> the The Democrats cheated. They, they did duplicate votes. I do believe dead people voted too. So when I die, don't let me vote Democrat, guys. I don't want to vote Democrat when I'm dead. So please do that for me. <laughs> That's my death wish. <laughs> Joe Biden has been the, ide the idol for the left for freedom. People say that black people need more freedom. They say that they don't have the rights that we have. Well, no, that's not true. If you look at the facts right here, you can see that systematically they have every single right that we have. There is nothing nothing in a single law period that says or that segregates a black person from a white person oh wait no i'm wrong i'm sorry there is a law that does that uh forgive me that i don't know what it's called anymore but it's this act that's supposed to give more freedom to blacks and minorities i think it was made by bill clinton but i could be wrong that was a dumb law too Basically, yeah, basically saying that they should get a first pick on certain farmland and stuff, and it's just unfair and unreal. That's not freedom. That's handing stuff to people. And if you hand stuff to people, they're going to think that th something should be handed to them all the time. But it shouldn't. So... I have a coworker where I work who's Hispanic, and she said that she has quite a few scholarships that she only got because she's Hispanic, which means there's no reason they just gave her random scholarships or grants, I should say, just to diversify their university. That's so dumb, though. People complain that blacks can't do this because they are black, but white people can do that because they are white. Honestly, people, we pay attention here. I literally can... I can't get as many scholarships as a, a black or a minority, supposedly minority person, just because I'm white. I'm white. I get less scholarships than them because they assume that I'm rich. They assume that I don't know. What do they assume? They just want to diversify to make themselves look good to our liberal government. 
This isn't fair. This isn't freedom. This is handing stuff to people. Not freedom. Freedom is not where you're handed stuff. Freedom is where you work hard and you see the outcome of your hard work. Yes, it takes time. It takes perseverance. It takes discipline to do this. It's not free, like I said. It doesn't get handed to you. It's not free. It comes with a price. When I go to work, I don't sit down expecting to get paid so much hour an hour. I get paid pretty well, but I don't sit down and get paid. I don't do nothing and twiddle my thumbs and get paid. That money isn't handed to me. I work for it. I work hard. And when there's nothing else to do, let's say it's slow at work and it's, I don't know. Yeah, let's just say it's slow. Pretty much no orders, nothing. I don't sit there twiddling my thumbs. I don't expect for things to get handed to me. That's what America needs to be like. We expect everything to just be handed to us. Our fathers and our grandfathers and our great-grandfathers. They were the real people. They worked hard for what they got. And now, their children? Look at them. Look at Gen Z. Look at them. Look how pathetic they are, expecting the government to pay for their tuition. That, by the way, they're going to college by choice, so no, the government should not pay for their tuition legally. Expecting the government to pay them $2,000 a month for sitting at home and playing video games. Look at these people. Disgusting. Get a job. Go to college. Yes, it's expensive. Try. Study. Get as many scholarships as you possibly can and try hard. Find a good career. That is freedom. Freedom is realizing all of these opportunities in front of you. And instead of just expecting those opportunities to be handed over to you and all the rewards to just boom, come. No. Freedom is seeing all of those opportunities and pushing after one going after it and working for that reward. We have people dying out there in the Middle East, fighting in nations and getting killed for those nations' freedom, just so that those nations can have opportunities. And we're sitting in America expecting things to just get handed to us. We look like a bunch of rich pigs to them. No wonder Islam hates us. We're pathetic. The left wants you to think that the South is no longer part of America. The left wants you to think that the South is some Republican terrorist organization that just bands together and flies Confederate flags and terrorizes minorities because they feel like it. That is not who we are. The South is a true place of freedom in America right now. Why? Because down there in the South, they are exercising hard work. You don't go to Texas and see people sitting around twiddling their thumbs and expecting to get paid. You don't see a TikToker from Texas say, Hi guys, I'm Gen Z and I expect to get paid $2,000 a month. No, you don't expect that, do you? No. And if you go to Texas and if you go to, let's say another one, Florida, 
You don't see people getting paid for playing video games. You don't see people getting paid for talking about how bad the nation they're in is. I mean, do you, and does anyone think this is ironic? America is one of the only nations where you can talk about how bad America is and get paid for it. How ironic is that? Man, liberals are dumb. There's a singer, actually he's a rapper, and I'm not the biggest fan of rap and stuff. Every now and then it's okay to listen to. I don't like bad rap, we'll say that much. But there's this singer slash rapper, Tom McDonald, who's a political guy. In one of his songs, he says that we hate America, but we should probably love it because we have the right to say that we hate it. And that's true. That is one of our freedoms. We can say whatever the heck we want. <sighs> sort of. The thing is, if you lie here, you don't get... Well, if you lie to your neighbor here, as long as you don't lie to the government, if you lie to your neighbor, you get in trouble by your neighbor. If you lie to your government, you go to jail. But if you're a politician and you lie to the people who voted you in, and you lie to them, flat out lie, to those people who voted you in and expect you to do something to fix the nation, that is significantly worse. But if for some reason we ignore it, Yes, that was specifically aimed at Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. I don't understand, people. There's Hispanics that, like I said earlier, that uh, Hispanic is getting more college scholarships because she's Hispanic. Yeah, well, there's more Hispanics at my work, too. And one of them claimed to be the hardest work, uh, to claim that Hispanics are the hardest working race. I'm not being racist when I say this, but he's wrong. The majority of Hispanics at my place of work are lazy. The majority of Hispanics and minority groups are lazy. Why? Because we have politicians up there in office saying that they need more rights than white people have. They need to get paid for doing almost nothing just because we used to hate them. Yes, America used to be a racist nation. Yes, America used to hate the blacks, used to enslave them, used to hate minority groups. But guess what? That's not true anymore. Now they hate majority groups. So much for hate, by the way. If you go up to a liberal and you say to them, hey, I'm a Republican. I think blacks and whites have equal rights. I think we need to lower taxes. They will hate you. And they will say, love your neighbor. But they're not loving you. Ironic. Okay. Dumb. I'm sorry, guys. I, I have multiple grandparents who fought in different wars. And I have an aunt who's in the military as well. Aunt, aunt, whatever you want to call it. I, the, the topic of freedom is very um, interesting, and I talk about it a lot for this reason. So, sorry guys if I sounded mad or anything.
Alright, this is about the 28 minute mark. I'm going to end this here and start my live stream. So, I'll catch y'all next time. God bless y'all. Adios.